are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about One Skin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello and welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I'm Madeline. Thank you so much for being here. Just a little reminder before we get into today's episode that new episodes come out every Tuesday morning, uh, so make sure you tune back every week and even better, hit the follow button so that you don't have to remember that, uh, so that you don't miss an episode. And if you've been enjoying the podcast so far, it would be so, so amazing if you could rate it um, and even leave a review if you have 30 seconds to spare. It would really, really help out me and the show, and I would so appreciate it. Um, But oh my gosh, I hope that you all have had an amazing week. I am, I'm really excited about the topic I'm going to talk about today because, um, well, first, so I want to talk today about FOMO and about comparison. And these are topics that I've touched on um, recently a fair amount. I did, I did, um, I wrote a newsletter on FOMO, which I then posted on Instagram. um, And it's just, it's been something that I've been thinking a lot more about but also so I I do want to kind of chat about that um, and about my thoughts on it and go a little bit more in depth than what I was able to to share there but I also had a really interesting conversation with my friend about kind of like her perspectives on some things that I just thought was really interesting and really kind of had me reflecting. So I'm going to share a little bit about that as well. Um, but oh my gosh, FOMO. So I feel like one of the hardest things about getting sober 
is FOMO. And for anyone who doesn't know, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. So I feel like that's one of the things when we quit drinking that we're like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss out on fun times. Or you watch other people drink and you're like, oh, I'm missing out on that. Um, And the more that I've thought about it, which by the way, I still absolutely have (laughs) struggled with when I first quit drinking and like it's just you know that's I feel like that's a really natural feeling um to deal with in sobriety because inevitably sobriety does mean that usually we're not participating in what most people are participating in in social settings for the most part if you're around drinkers but I find it now looking at it I find it so incredibly ironic that sobriety is linked to FOMO because being sober means I'm not missing out on anything in my life because I'm always 100% present. I'm not blacking out. I'm not like even a little fuzzy on memories. I'm not like I'm I'm fully here Um, and I never missed out on more than when I was drinking like it's really just so funny to me that getting sober made me feel like now I was going to be missing out because I missed out on so many things because of my drinking so it goes so many ways like there's the aspect of like things that we miss out on because we black out and we don't remember them like I can think of so many nights where my memories were completely wiped like I'm missing out on remembering <laughs> remembering times in my life. That is missing out. Like I blacked out at my friend's wedding that I was a bridesmaid in. I blacked out, gosh, just like countless, countless nights. Trips, birthdays, holidays. And even if I didn't black out, like oftentimes it was just like really, really fuzzy memories, right? And like One that really sticks out in my mind, um, and it's funny because it's one of the things that I talked about with my friends, so I'm going to talk a bit more about this later, but for my 24th birthday, I, and, and my birthday is on the 24th of August, so my 24th birthday was my champagne birthday, and I was so excited for it. I bought like a champagne colored outfit, and I wasn't living in the city yet. I was still living at home, so I rented an Airbnb in the city for all of my friends and invited, like that was, like I was kind of early days in my career, and I was working at a job with kind of like lots of people my age that I was friends with, so like some coworkers were there even, um, And I got so drunk at the pre-drink that I didn't even make it out to the bar. And I remember like, oh my god, it was the worst. I remember waking up in the morning after that in the Airbnb and like, I don't know if anyone relates to this, but when I used to have a, a drunk night out, whenever I would wake up in the morning, even if I didn't black out, but even if I just like got really drunk, I would wake up in the morning and it was like my brain would be blank for a second trying to like, it would take me a minute to start to like recall memories. Like I would wake up and be like, okay, wait, where am I? What happened last night? Did I go out last night? How did I get home last night? Like it would take a second to for like memories to start flooding in and sometimes sometimes it was the worst when the memories started flooding in but for that one I remember like waking up and being like okay wait a second and then having memories and like it washed over me the realization that I didn't make it out and like I'd had also like a friend who was gonna meet us out at the bar because she couldn't come to the pre-drink and like oh my god I was just 
devastated about it. I was so, I mean, so embarrassed, mortified, um, first of all, but just so crushed because I'd put so much into it. I was so excited. Like, I'm a big birthday person, but it was my champagne birthday. So I was extra excited about it. And I'd like put so much planning and like other people in my life as well. Like we'd got this Airbnb, decorated it. Like, like, you know, it was just like, I was like, I can't believe I didn't even make it out. And like, I don't know how early it was when I passed out, but, um, like I missed out on my 24th birthday because of alcohol. And that's just like a perfect example of how drinking makes us miss out. And I can point to so many similar situations. And then even beyond like maybe not making it out because you're drunk or like blacking out and then kind of like losing a night out of your life because of blacking out. There's also just the thing of like not being present. Like I just feel, you know, like when I was drinking, I was so often like the drunkest one in the room, the drunkest one at the party. Also drinking really like, especially because I was a wine drinker, I used to like get so tired and pass out all the time when I would drink um but like even being the only sober person now among drinkers like looking around and seeing like you know the the kind of like glossy eyes and like people being sort of out of it maybe slurring their words maybe telling the same story over again like it's moments like that where I'm sober among drunk people where I'm like I'm not the one missing out here because I can fully see that you're not present for any of this right now. Like I can, I can see it. Um, And it's just this really, really clear feeling in those situations. Like they're the ones missing out. They're not here. Maybe they'll remember this tomorrow. Maybe they won't. Even if they do, maybe it'll be a bit fuzzy or like either way, they're just like not clear minded for experiences. And like one that really comes to mind, which I've talked a lot about is my love of concerts. And like, I love seeing live music. And now when I'm in a concert, I'm always just like blown away by how much I would never want to drink at a concert again, because I just think live music is the coolest experience. It gives me a high, like it totally, totally gives me a high. And I'm always kind of like, sometimes I'll just like look around and see all the people having drinks and like, they're not experiencing it the same way that I'm experiencing it because their high is coming from alcohol and my high is coming from how awesome it is to like watch live music from an artist that I really love. Um, Not to mention like when I really think about my drinking days, whenever I was in a situation where I was drinking, I was so not only not present because obviously being drunk means you're not fully present, but even like I was so fixated on alcohol that even in that way I wasn't present like I was so fixated on my next drink or if I was with someone who maybe wasn't a big drinker or wasn't drinking at my pace like then I would be fixated on like oh my god I wish I'd drink quicker so I don't feel weird having another drink like it's such this like mental fixation that takes up so much space that even that is another way besides just being drunk in the first place that's another way that it really took me out of the present moment um so all of that being said just like it's just so clear to me that drinking made me miss out on my life and not to mention okay that's just covering like the actual getting drunk part like yes when you get drunk you're not present you're kind of missing out on the experience for what it is you also might black out and forget things like think of all the important big huge days in our lives all the celebrations everything that we want to remember one day drinking alcohol is risking 
not having those memories anymore um and that's such a shame too because like it's so funny to me that our happiest happiest days in life are when we're most expected to drink birthdays holidays christmas celebrations weddings just like all of it that's when we feel the most pressure sometimes to drink and it's like but those are the days like when I'm lying on my deathbed one day I'm gonna want to remember the good times in my life and I don't want them to be clouded by alcohol or forgotten altogether like it's just so so backwards to me um looking at it now obviously but so yes obviously drinking as an act makes us kind of miss out on things but not to mention the next day like oh my god, all the life I missed out on because I was hungover. Like even, so even if I did, like let's say if I had plans the next day that I was hungover for and got myself to them, then fine. But am I fully enjoying it? No, I'm hungover and I'm feeling like shit and I'm missing out on what a good experience this could be if I was hangover free. And like all the days even that I just didn't do anything because I was feeling like shit. Such a wasted opportunity. Like, could be out there living my life, having a good time. And not to mention the mental suffering. Like, I missed out on days because I was emotionally in a state of just like a spiral, a shame spiral, so anxious. Like, you cannot, cannot be in the present moment enjoying your life when you're in a shame spiral about whatever drunk thing you did or said last night or about blacking out or about whatever. Like when I really combine the time and energy and just like all of it, the time and energy from drinking and being hungover and like the suffering it caused, like I missed so much life because of that. And that's why I feel so strongly that like FOMO does not belong in sobriety drinking maybe miss out on my life and being sober means that I'm not missing a freaking moment anymore I am here present clear-minded for all of it and that is such a good feeling something else also that I always love to say in conversations about sobriety is that yes FOMO is a shitty feeling and it's okay to feel that way like even with everything I'm saying now and with everything I know I'm not saying I still don't sometimes have a little like, ooh, knee-jerk reaction to FOMO when people start like cracking their drinks around me. Not all the time, but sometimes, and I think that's completely normal. But what I always think is so important to remember about FOMO, especially if you're in the early days, is that I always find that when I feel FOMO is when people very first start drinking. So maybe like their first one or two drinks when like they're all excited they're getting that like first initial buzz off of drinking that's when I might feel the FOMO but if you can hang in there through the uncomfortable feeling of FOMO eventually that FOMO will turn to JOMO joy of missing out because as like I watch people get more and more drunk and then especially as I see them the next day feeling hungover like I don't feel that FOMO anymore and I think that's really important to remember that like you might feel it initially because like you're experiencing the part of it that we all kind of romanticize but then you really actually get to watch it's like getting to watch like it's like playing the tape forward in front of your very eyes you get to watch people get too drunk and then you get to feel like oh my god I'm really glad that's not me right now because I remember how terrible that feels especially the next day when you overdo it so I think that's really important to remember like the FOMO will pass um, it will be brief and if you can just hang in there you will like this sober gratitude hits extra hard 
when I get to kind of watch it all unfold. And the last thing that I really want to point out about FOMO, which kind of leads in pretty well to what I'm about to talk about after this, about kind of like comparison, is that when we feel FOMO, And when we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm left out, they're having fun, I'm not a part of that fun anymore, I'm missing out on it, like we're basing all of those thoughts and feelings on our perception of other people. It's not based on fact because we don't know what anyone else's experience is. Like I always say, when I was drinking, I looked like I was having a lot of fun Um, and meanwhile, I was internally really really struggling and I was always suffering so so hard the next day so any sober person who was around me might have felt like oh man she's having a blast but like really I was struggling so we're just like we can't really trust our perception because only we know our own experience so you might be comparing yourself to someone thinking like oh my god they're having a blast um, but really they're struggling and that kind of really leads into what I want to say about comparison And it's really, really interesting. So I was with a really good friend the other day and she listens to my podcast and we were kind of chatting and we were chatting about the episode I did with my mom where she was kind of asking me about my drinking days and I was kind of laughing to her saying like, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I, I sort of like, I answered, I, I talked about it from my perspective in that moment, but then I looked back like after listening to the episode and it was hard to figure out like well was it worse than than I thought in university like like I feel like when I was in university I so didn't want to see any red flags or acknowledge them that I'm like did that does that cloud the way that I look back on it now maybe it kind of was worse than than um And then I thought when I was having that conversation, but anyways, she has known me since high school and knew me for a few years before I ever started drinking and knew me in my drinking days. And um, we've never really talked that much about my sobriety or about like her perspective. And I I was curious and I said like, I've never asked you this before about like, did you think anything of my drinking? Because she saw me. She saw me at at some of my worst times for sure. Um, so I asked her and she her answer was was that she's like no like I I didn't I didn't think it was a problem I I wasn't concerned at any point she's like obviously you you loved to drink and like party and have fun but I didn't think it was anything that like I needed to be concerned about she said there were two times that made her kind of go huh and one of them was my 24th birthday which I just told you all about um and she remembered something about it that I didn't even remember which was that I guess I was like going on about because I what I, I was drinking like coolers I guess at the time and I didn't like I think this was before I got really really on to just wine um and I didn't like that coolers like because they were fizzy they made me feel like kind of bloated and full and then that prevented me from being able to drink more so and I was never a beer drinker um so I had found these coolers that like were weren't carbonated and I guess I was going on to her beforehand about how um I was so excited that I was gonna drink these drinks they weren't carbonated so I could like drink even more and then yeah I didn't make it out and she said like yeah and like everyone was kind of like not surprised that you didn't make it out and that kind of made her go huh um and then the only other one was one time in university where we were we were at a house party and I was supposed to drive her home the next day 
and then the person whose house we were at their mom had to drive her because I was still drunk in the morning and I couldn't um but anyway so she said those were kind of the only two things that made her go "Eh, I don't know but like overall she was like no I just thought you were you you were just a big drinker but um nothing nothing I needed to worry about but what she said next I found so freaking interesting because she has never been a big drinker and she's someone who literally can only have one or two drinks because like alcohol just like doesn't mix well with her it makes her feel kind of sick so she only ever has one or two and so from my perspective she's just a very you know normal drinker Um, which I think a lot of us in the sober community might have probably envied at some point or another. Um, but this I thought was so interesting. She said to me, um, she carried a lot of shame and embarrassment for not being able to hold her booze and for not being able to keep up with like my drinking. And she actually said like, yeah, I I was actually envious of you that you were able to do that because like I I felt like I was sort of on the outs. I wasn't a part of that. And I have never, I've never known that she felt that way. She's never said that to me. And it just like shocked me. And I think it's just such a good example of what I was kind of just saying about watching people from the outside because like here I was watching her thinking like, oh, she's just like, I I wish I had her restraint. I wish I had her self-control. I'm kind of a little bit of a mess over here. And then she's watching me thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a part of that. I I can't keep up. I'm not like fun because I'm not able to drink a lot. And it just goes to show that like we are all watching other people from our own perspectives with, with like our perception of what their lives are and of what's going on. And we have no fucking clue what's actually going on with anyone. And that's why comparison is just so useless. I mean, it's the worst feeling ever to compare ourselves to others. And I'm so guilty of it sometimes. But I think the most helpful perspective I've ever had on comparison, which I think is something my mom told me a million years ago, is that like when you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're comparing how your life feels on the inside to how their life looks on the outside and when we do that we are always going to lose because we know all of our worst secrets we know all of our most embarrassing things we know every little thing we've ever felt shame about we know all of our like negative emotions that we have that like fluctuate we know everything like everything about ourselves that we carry, all of our insecurities, all of it. And then we're comparing all of that internal mess to how someone presents themselves and looks on the outside, especially when you take social media into consideration because that's just like so curated and such a highlight reel. But even with people in real life, like, you know, even your friends who hopefully if you're close friends with someone, you are able to like have honest conversations with each other about your feelings and about where you're at. But still, like when you're interacting with other people, you're you're presenting yourself how you want to and you're putting your your best foot forward. That's what we all do. We all want to be our best selves in a social situation. Um, So when you're comparing yourself, you're comparing them putting their best foot forward usually to like all of your internal stuff and they have all of their internal stuff as well um 
So we just totally do ourselves such a disservice because it's not, we're comparing ourselves to something that's just not the truth. And then all it does is in turn make us feel like shit about ourselves. Um, And I think that's such an important reminder when it comes to the alcohol stuff. So (laughs) perfect example, like her feeling envious of my ability to drink, me feeling envious of her not being a drunk mess like me all the time or feeling like I felt a bit inadequate. I felt a bit embarrassed and self-conscious. I knew my drinking was problematic. I knew I was the drunkest one, especially like in kind of university days with some parties we used to go to. Um, And that was a source of embarrassment for me. So... I just thought that was really kind of interesting to chat about and I think it's a very, very important thing to remember when we find ourselves playing the comparison game or feeling inadequate or feeling bad about ourselves in comparison to someone else because we have no clue ever what's actually going on with someone else underneath all of it. So hopefully that is a helpful reminder, a helpful reframe for you. So two things I kind of want you to take into the week is that drinking is what makes us miss out on our lives. Sobriety is what makes us stop missing out on our lives. And when you play the comparison game, you're always going to lose because you're comparing your internal life to how someone else's life seems on the outside. And we all have our stuff and we never know what anyone else is going through, especially when it comes to their drinking and how it's affecting them. So you know your truth. That's the thing. You might look at someone else thinking they're having a blast Bring it back to your own truth. What, how is drinking making you feel? You know your own truth and that's why you're here. So I hope you all have an amazing week. If there's ever a topic you'd like me to cover um, on the podcast, feel free to shoot me a message anytime. If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to share it on social media or share it with a friend. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Sober and at Sober Podcast, and subscribe to my newsletter at happiestsober.com. I'll chat with you next week. Remember that life is happiest when you're sober. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.